1: Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. We thank you for joining us. Craigway with you. Jeff Howe out today and tomorrow as he has a company business with uh, Horns 24-7. So that will be going on for him uh, today and tomorrow. Thanks to uh, Ty Harrington. Uh, joined us first hour to talk about the Longhorns who were drafted and those undrafted with a baseball thing and where that all stands. Uh, also coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk heat. And I'm not talking about the type of the pitcher throws. I'm talking about what we all have to deal with, and that is uh, the heat outside. David Yeomans, chief meteorologist for KXAN, will join us uh, to talk about just how hot it is around uh, the planet and and what we're we're looking at as well. So we'll do that. Uh, before we get to that, uh, I want to read something, and uh, I know many of you have had questions uh, about. What is going on in the radio world in these parts? This might answer some of the questions you have. Uh, I cannot promise you that it's going to. In fact, it probably won't answer all of the questions that you might have. Uh, but it might give you a little bit of clarity on some things. And uh, so, I'm just going to read this, and then after I read it, then and then uh, we'll be moving on from that. I hope you'll understand. We won't, have an awful lot to say about it after this. There'll be more conversation about it in in coming days. No, no question about it. Uh, But, but here's, here it is. It's a statement uh, from the University of Texas and um, released uh, by UT just a little, just a few minutes ago, in fact. And uh, this is how it reads. And I'm quoting here. I'm just reading the release. University of Texas Athletics and Learfield Longhorn Sports Properties announced today that iHeartMedia Austin will become the new radio home for the Texas Longhorns. The multi-year partnership will bring fans across greater Austin, uh, live game day broadcast for Longhorns football, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, and softball, as well as coaches' shows and other programming. iHeartMedia's KVET AM 1300, The Zone, will become the flagship station with Longhorn's football and men's basketball programming simulcast on KVET fm 98.1 broadcast stations for other sports will be announced at a later date, including Spanish-language broadcasts for game days. Uh, Lear Fields Longhorn Sports Properties, which manages the Longhorn Radio Network and Texas Athletics, Media multimedia rights, negotiated the partnership. And uh, it also says uh, the uh, Longhorn Radio Network broadcasts Football and men's basketball game days as well as coaches shows statewide on more than 30 affiliates. Additionally, broadcasts are available on Sirius XM satellite radio and streamed live worldwide on TexasSports.com and the Texas Athletics mobile app as well as the iHeartRadio app. Fans can find the complete list of uh, listing options at TexasSports.com. Craig Way entering his 23rd year as the voice of the Longhorns will continue his play-by-play role on game days alongside familiar Personalities and analysts, Longhorn's football kicks off their 2023 season versus Rice on September 2nd at Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. That's the release. And uh, hopefully that answers some questions that uh, folks might have had about what was going on. You've heard uh, different uh, buzz in the marketplace and things like that about what's, what what is going on. Um, not only with the Longhorn uh, game broadcasts but uh, also with things going on uh, here uh, with the Horn. I think you saw that beginning August 1st, 101.9 FM and uh, and AM 1260 will continue to broadcast some things. There will be more clarity and more things coming out in the coming days uh, on that. Uh, but, again, just to, the, the Reader's Digest version just to uh, basically – you know, capsulize it for you. Uh, the Longhorn uh, game day broadcasts uh, are moving over to iHeartRadio Austin. I, I will continue as play-by-play voice. Uh, Roger Wallace is analyst. Will Matthews on the sidelines. Football. Eddie Orrin with me on basketball and our list of analysts on baseball, um, you know, women's basketball, softball. Uh, those broadcasts will be moving uh, over to iHeartRadio Austin. So, just wanted to let you know that. Hopefully, that answer some questions for you. It may not answer all of your questions about some things, and uh, apologize for that if that's uh, the case. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, you'll get a little more uh, clarity uh, on uh, all of that uh, coming in. So there it is. That was a statement released just a few moments ago from the University of Texas. And, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, we give you the you you know, we give you, uh, the information as it comes down. And you'll hear more, like we said, in, in coming days about that. So I appreciate your indulgence on that, and I also appreciate uh, your understanding of things that will continue to uh, be made more public in uh, the coming days and weeks, as, as it stands. So that's, that's where that is. We move forward. Big 12 uh, football media days continue in Arlington going on. Additionally, uh, with the uh, Big 12 football media days uh, going on in uh, Arlington, around the corner, just around the corner, SEC media days, I've I've been told that there will be University of Texas uh, representatives at SEC media days, and uh, just to kind of get the lay of the land a little bit, so there'll be some uh there'll be some of that going on as well at, at SEC media days and uh Big 10 media days are are uh just around the corner as well. So it will be interesting to see how all of that goes uh, going forward. Okay. We all know you don't need a particular primer for me to tell you about it being hot outside. <laughs> somebody texted on our specs text line and said, if you work inside, please don't try to tell me how hot it is outside. We know, sincerely, all construction workers. Hey, it's all about the hydration and that sort of thing. Uh, believe it or not, it is hotter in other places. And I wanted to, to have uh, certainly the outstanding Uh, Chief Meteorologist at KXN, David Yeoman, is joining us on the Vicaros Cafe and Cantina Hotline to give us a little bit of perspective on that and also to talk a little bit about something really worthwhile as well. David, I appreciate your time. Good morning. Thanks for popping on the show this morning.
2: Craig, thank you guys so much for having me. What a pleasant surprise. Big listener,
1: so thank you again. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Now, um, the the reason why, the first and foremost, and and there's some some really important uh, things that we that we're going to get to in a moment. But but Roger had texted me, and mentioned, of course, I was in Arlington, so I didn't get to hear it. He mentioned, and I and I want to give you the opportunity uh, for the explanation that there was the possibility, <laughs> at least the possibility, of the hottest recorded day in world history I, 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 and, and he said that and i know about the hottest recorded day in us history what what death valley 1913 134 degrees but give us a little sure. bit of insight i mean how hot is it going <laughs> to get not only there but but around the world i mean are we talking about an all time hottest day today or tomorrow on planet earth
2: you know craig every once in a while Roger Wallace listens in the studio during my weather catch. and last night was one of those times. No, what he said me, uh, what he uh, heard me say last night, which is no doubt really impressive, is that this coming weekend, just a couple of days from now, we may see the hottest single point temperature ever observed on planet Earth. As you mentioned, a lot of folks think that was back in the 1910s, 1920s in Death Valley. There were a couple of readings. There was like a 132 Fahrenheit. Actually, in Libya, uh, around that same time, about 100 years ago, there was a 136. And both of these, in more recent investigations by the World Meteorological Association, people much smarter than I, they found through their in-depth checks into this that there was faulty equipment, there was an inexperienced meteorological observer. Actually, that Death Valley reading they determined just recently, a couple of years ago, that, that 132 was erroneous because it was during a sandstorm and it was actually really hot particles of sand that were hitting the sensor and it was kind of measuring the sand instead of measuring the air. So the current officially recognized hottest temperature on Earth was just several years ago, uh, it was in 2021 actually, in Death Valley, 130 degrees. The heat wave that's setting up, the same one that pushed Austin to 108 yesterday, which is a rare temperature even here, That same heat dome is strengthening, and it's moving a little westward. That's going to keep us really hot, but it's going to absolutely blast the desert southwest. Even in places that are used to it, there's an excessive heat warning, which is the most serious heat-related warning from Vegas to Phoenix to Death Valley. Vegas may challenge their all-time record high, 117, 118. Death Valley, the official projections from the National Weather Service are 129. And if I'm a meteorologist over at the National Weather Service, I'm sure it's hard to issue a forecast for the hottest temperature on planet Earth. But there is a real possibility, Craig, that this weekend Death Valley hits 131, 132. If so, that would be the highest reliably measured temperature ever on planet Earth. There's also something separate going on, which is something you were hinting at. A couple of weeks ago over the Fourth of July weekend, the whole globe as a whole, all the land and ocean surface, just had its hottest day overall ever recorded. Typically, the the whole global temperature average together is something like 59 degrees, very comfortable. But remember, that includes Antarctica and stuff and half half the hemisphere, which is in winter right now. It was something like 63 degrees, which was the hottest temperature overall for planet Earth. Now, that record was subsequently broken the next day, the next day, and the next day. So this July, planet Earth overall has had four hottest day ever in a row. I
1: I believe you because I was uh, on the North Carolina coast last weekend and uh during during the whole fourth of July thing and and when when I and they said well what do you do you go and you jump in the ocean well I did it felt like bath water you know it it was (laughs) it it was so warm because of all of that now I want to make sure I got this right if it gets to 131 132 in Vegas we're talking an all-time record what is as you put it the most reliably measured all-time hottest temperature, at least in the United States, if not globally?
2: Globally and the United States, it's the same thing. It was 130 degrees in Death Valley in 2021. That is the hottest, reliably measured single-point temperature anywhere on planet Earth ever. And it's possible that we break that this weekend in the same spot, Death Valley.
1: David, you're you're. Uh, uh, I also know among your many talents, you're also a uh, tropical and severe storms uh, authority and expert as well. But if 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 uh, KXAN or even Nextstar, your parent company as a whole, ask you, hey, would you go out and stand out there in the middle of Death Valley and do a live hit when we think <laughs> that the temperature is going to go to one thirty one, one thirty two? and You can hold a digital thermometer or a regular thermometer <laughs> out there. Would you do it?
2: 100 percent 100 percent now would i rather be standing in the middle of a hurricane or chasing a tornado sure but (laughs) as long as it wasn't for too long i would love to experience history and weather uh, at the same time like that now you mentioned a moment ago the folks who work outside in this my goodness i have a real respect for the construction workers the roofers solar panel installers people who are doing this every day i've got to i've got to walk to my car which is an oven by the end of the day but you know you and i craig have the the luxury of ac a lot of the time which is (laughs) nice.
1: no (laughs) doubt about it david yeoman's KXN joining us here while i got you on the phone uh can you get give folks here in the greater austin area just i mean the easiest answer say yeah it's gonna be hot it's gonna be hot for a while what do you foresee for the next, you know, whatever, 10 to 14 days, maybe even beyond about this pattern uh, and and how hot could it still get as we get into, I know I remember you and, and, and Jim Spencer talking about, uh, you know, how hot it could get when you get on into August. But, but how hot do you see it getting around here and, and how long will this go unabated?
2: Craig, this summer has been a huge disappointment for all of us at KXN. Not only because of how brutal it's been. I mean, the 108 that we hit yesterday, we've only hit 108 or hotter 14 different occasions in Austin's history. That's out of 45,000 days in in our weather historical record. So this has been a really unusual summer overall so far. We're actually in the midst right now of our fourth hottest summer to date. Now, 2011, 2022, last summer, those were both a little hotter than this, but we'll see how we shake out at the end of August. Um, we do not see a change in this weather pattern, Craig, for at least the next one to two weeks. Even as that heat ridge moves away toward Vegas and Death Valley, it's growing, which is going to keep our temperatures pretty stagnant, 106 to 108 through the weekend. And then it comes back over us next week. That's going to keep rain out of the forecast. may mean, you know, temperatures go up another degree or two. I say it's been a huge disappointment because, We've heard a lot about the big El Nino pattern. After three consecutive years of La Nina keeping us dry and hot, a huge El Nino is is developing really fast. That's warm water in the Pacific near the equator. And this is a a pattern that traditionally leads to deadly flooding and filling up our lakes. Now, what we've been reminded of this summer is that, unfortunately, El Nino doesn't really affect summertime weather that much. Once we get in fall, especially the October rainy season, I'll bet we do have some really dangerous flash floods here. But we may have to hold on until those cold fronts start coming late September. The rainy season starts in October. This summer may be a lot hotter than a lot of folks expected uh, as this this heat ridge, which is not even over us, is still really outperforming itself in keeping our temperatures so hot. Wow.
1: Uh, Okay. Now, toward that end, since we're talking heat, uh, when I when uh, I was asking Roger because uh, I didn't I, I didn't have your phone number and I and I said hey any chance we get Davies and let me check with him I said the other thing I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about because I know it's something that's important to you it's important to the community uh, is it, something our a good friend Jim Spencer was at the the start of on back and that's the fan drive and I asked I even said to Roger I said is the of course I've been out of town I said is the fan drive. Uh, has it already happened? Or coming and he mentioned, what, it's starting, is it tomorrow that the fan drive is, is going to happen?
2: Tomorrow's kind of the culmination. You know, it officially continues all summer, so we want to uh, encourage folks to donate whenever they're able. But today and tomorrow, this is the real ramp-up. This is the peak of it. This is the 33rd year that the Family Elder Care Organization, who does so many great things, has, has hosted this summer fan drive. And KXAN has been partnering with them for decades on it as well, spearheaded by uh, Jim Spencer, as you mentioned. But, you know, Craig, I've had the opportunity the past couple summers to go out and meet some of the recipients of these box fans that they're trying to raise money for and get donations of. These folks, I mean, I walked into this woman's home. She must have been 85, 90 years old, woman who's lived here her whole life in East Austin. She had this cute little house. Walk inside. It was 90-plus degrees in her living room. I'm, I'm immediately covered in sweat. And, you know, to walk into that for 20 minutes, that's uncomfortable. But for someone, especially an older person who's not able to regulate their body temperature as well as you and I are, that's really dangerous. You know, The sweat doesn't evaporate off your skin. Your kidneys work too hard. Your heartbeat accelerates, from what I understand. So this whole donation drive is not raising ACs. It's raising $15 box fans, super cheap and super easy. If family elder care can get a couple of these in all these people's homes who can't afford to run their AC sufficiently because we all know how electric bills can get – the idea is, of course, it doesn't cool the air technically. The sofa is still going to be the same temperature, but it cools the person. If there's air moving over your body, that helps your body's air conditioning system work by evaporating sweat, by cooling some of that air off of your skin, and keeping your body temperature lower. And this is the thing that just last summer alone, they raised like 10,000, 12,000 fans. They're helping thousands of people, maybe in your own neighborhood, who you didn't realize are in need of this. So if folks are able to donate, we've got a link kxan.com slash simple health or they can just google summer fan drive i guarantee it'll pop right up and whatever you guys are able to give right now on the computer or on your phone uh, that is wonderful and if you want to join us tomorrow we're going to be scattered out all over town kxan whittlesea landscape supply up in round rock and roger beasley mazda locations all over town from seven to seven all day come by meet us meet the weather team jim's going to be there i'm going to be there we'll kind of be scattered all over town so We'd love for you guys to help out any way you're possible. Uh, any way is possible, and we'd love to meet you.
1: No doubt. Well, we got to do that. That was the other reason I wanted to have you on, David. I, I appreciate the insight on it. By the way, our our uh, probably our number one uh, uh, text or CB. He said he was just double checking. Is it September fifth, two thousand, and August 28, twenty eleven, when it hit one twelve in Austin, the hottest days in Austin in history? Is that correct?
2: That's exactly correct. And I think I know who you're talking about. That gentleman tweets us a lot. (laughs) He seems to know his
1: stuff meteorologically. (laughs) Of course, I I can't feel too... To, uh, sorry for him he lives in Seattle so uh, sorry he's in the Pacific uh, oh, Northwest oh. <laughs> so he's Brad dealing with with cool weather. <laughs> hey David I, I really appreciate it we'll keep the word out about the fan drive we'll we'll do that and we'll push people to kxn.com/ Simple health We'll do that and you can google the fan drive as well for that. I appreciate you uh, jumping in and uh, like everybody else says, stay cool and and we'll look forward to more of your outstanding work.
2: Hey, highlight of my week. Thank you guys again for having me.
1: All right. That's David Yeomans, uh, Chief Meteorologist there at KXAN. And they do have the fan drive going on again, KXAN.com slash Simple Health. And you can find out more about how you can do that. It's a great example what he pointed out about uh, an elderly lady in a home that was at 90 degrees. And just, yeah, he's right. It's not going to necessarily make your home that much cooler, but at least it circulates the air and make you feel cooler. Rather, it. when it, when I was a little kid in North Carolina, you know, back in the '60s, the air conditioning was kind of more of a luxury than it was. We had one window unit in our in our living room, and that was it for a while. And then my parents got uh, this this big Mamba pajama that they put in there in the living room. And the you know, whatever, 40,000 BTUs or whatever it was they had there. And then they moved that smaller window unit to their bedroom. But, you know, our our bedrooms were, I lived in an, in a uh, house that was not centrally air conditioned until I was 11 or 12 anyway. So it was, it, you know, you, it, but we had fans going to keep everybody. You know, they had fans in all the bedrooms and stuff like that. In the summertime when it get hot and humid in North Carolina and here in it just gets blast furnaced hot. And you know that because you grew up in the uh, Charlotte area as well. Yeah, it's very easy to take it for granted. Yeah. See. So if you can help, certainly uh, do that. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, we need a break. When we come back, we'll have our second hour long Horn Notebook. We'll do that when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049-1019-AM1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.
0: Light the tower. Well, check it see. I got a fever of a hundred and three. Come on, baby, do you do more than dance? I'm hot flooded, I'm hot flooded.
1: Uh yeah. Why not roll out a little oh, late seventies foreigner? For those of us, uh, for those of you OGs who listen, to, who remember this song, and if you're OG enough to hear to remember the TV show WKRP in Cincinnati, I always remember Les Nessman, the bald newsman, pulling on a toupee right when this was ramping up. with <laughs> I in there from foreigner. Uh, thanks again to. Uh, David Yeomans, chief meteorologist at KXN, for joining us. Uh, that uh, <laughs> joining us to talk about that. Uh, and uh, somebody uh, said uh, it could be. You know, we're, we're going to have some stories like this. Somebody said it could be 200 degrees out, and it still wouldn't be as hot as David Yeomans. <laughs> and then somebody else said, "Will the beautiful Kristen Curry?" Be there uh, at the fan draw. I, I I think he said all of the KXM weather team will be around and they'll be at the the various and sundry locations like Whittlesey Landscape. You know where that is in Round Rock there, Whittlesey. Yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and Roger Beasley as well. So yeah, they'll be out and about, and and uh, hopefully uh, you'll um, avail yourself of <laughs> the opportunity uh, there uh, to do that. And yeah, it's it's really, really, uh, hot as well. Uh, uh, Longmore beer says WKRP was an awesome show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he said, CB said, he called me that fella. That's you, CV. that fella you are in indeed. Um, somebody else mentioned, uh, and I want to make sure I read this. Yes. Uh, our, uh, Texter Stanley Laurel, I see what you did there, says, according to Google, the two highest recorded temperatures in Texas, 120 degrees, 120 is the, the two highest recorded temperatures in the state of Texas. Now, as CB pointed out, the highest recorded temperatures in Austin history September 5th 2000 and um and then August 28th 2011 that's when we hit the massive uh, drought and heat wave and 2011 if i remember correctly that's when there were the wildfires in Bastrop county uh, that was a really really difficult uh, summer 2011 but i think September 5th 2000 that's that's interesting is as well uh somebody said is Jim Spencer still a football official I think he's retired from that Uh, knows the game really well but I think he's he's retired uh from that somebody else pointed out on Hot Blood that song also sounds like Lick It Up from Kiss on the intro (laughs) and uh and Longhorn Bear talks about that WKRP theme song was a classic uh, as well so uh, and somebody else asking about uh, Jim Spencer yeah I think Jim is retired from uh from football officiating as well. Somebody um, also, uh, Bizarro Dale Dudley said, I've been in Pecos working in 115 degree heat. So, yeah, that's, that's rough, uh, to do that. And again, if it was, um, 120, uh, that's, that's amazing, uh, uh 120 degrees. And, and as I pointed out, um, it was in uh Seymour, which by the way, Seymour is uh is not far from Wichita Falls and uh and I still have a son going to Midwestern State uh and uh he he talks about how hot it uh, how hot it gets. And it does. It gets uh it gets really hot up there. I think they still have the Hotter and Hell hundred bike race up in Wichita Falls that they uh, do um uh, up in the Wichita Falls area so the Hotter than Hell 100 100 uh, mile bike race up there uh, because it is it's it's pretty warm up there. Uh Golf Lingo says I've been in Needles, California. That's not far from Death Valley. He said where it, when it hit 122 uh my I had uh, a brother of mine lived in Las Vegas for 25 years. He's sitting he remember 115 pretty regularly. But again, as you heard David Yeoman say, the highest recorded temperature in world history um in in you know in when it comes to uh reliably recorded temperatures uh was one thirty, and uh that could be in jeopardy of falling this weekend. It could get one thirty one or one thirty two you know some i I asked David Yeoman that question. If if someone if if he was asked by his bosses either at KXAN or the parent company overall, uh, uh, NextStar, to if he wanted to go out there and do that, maybe you know because uh, the NextStar family they do a lot of uh, reporting for all of their affiliates across the country, and if he would want to go out there and do that and hold the thermometer as it hit the record, would he do it? And he said he would, and you did hear him say, "I'd much rather be." Chasing a tornado or a hurricane, because that's his thing. That's his groove. He's a he's a tropical and severe storms uh, expert, and and is out there in the middle of it. You know, the last huge one that hit down along the Gulf, uh, Harvey, I believe, was there, and uh, he was there. He was right in the middle of it. it was uh, down there, so that's his thing. He, he jumps out there. So yeah, he's he's kind of a a storm chaser. Um, Somebody else said military kid, 124 degrees in 1959 at the age of five. That was in Morocco on the edge of the Sahara Desert. Not much of an air conditioner. Uh, we had an ice and we had ice in a tub of water to cool down. Yeah. Uh, Golf <laughs> lingers is the day that it hit 122 in needles. My flip flops shrunk Ugh. that day by an inch. Wow. That is something else. Uh, somebody else is asking the question, is that where the Undertaker lives? I don't know. I'd have to ask Chad. That. Yeah, Jeff or Chad knows yeah, that. Yeah, they would one. know that. Uh, somebody said, I have a Jim Spencer memory. Uh, I, I played at Hayes. I was running backwards onto the field watching my coaches. When I ran into him, I hit him in the head with my helmet and knocked him down. I felt badly. So, <laughs> yeah, there, was, there was some of that. Uh, someone else said, I was backpacking through India, and it was 122 in Goa, India, India, and over 200 people a day dying. So yeah, And yeah, that's yeah, that's hard, yeah, and no doubt. <laughs> Somebody said, Victor goes, Greg, as Jerry Jones would say, you're saying that's his jam. Yeah, really is. Uh, Howard Hesman did pass away. Doctor Johnny Fever, yep. Gordon Jump and uh, Frank Bonner also gone. Yeah, great show. WKRP. Uh somebody else said the the, the Undertaker lives in B Caves. So he's around Yeah, and he's been the long way. He goes way to a lot of UT sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. so he's he's been there. Um somebody said years ago I drove to San Diego and I took an I-8. If you've ever driven I-8 and I have, out of Phoenix and were shocked seeing 124 around Yuma never take that route again. Uh I did it with my youngest son, uh Jason. We went out, we did a like a quick father-son baseball trip where we actually um had a rental car and drove it from here in Austin uh out to San Diego. And so we went through El Paso and then and then uh down you know uh Las Cruces and on down that way along the I-10 route, in through Tucson and then I eight, which goes across the desert there. And I remember it got to one eighteen there. And I was thinking as I did that about the fact that I'd been in two environments, one where it was 118 degrees there uh, going across the desert of southern Arizona, and I was in an environment where it was 18 below zero in Ames, Iowa after doing a Texas game. And if you're asking me which one I'd rather have to deal with, (laughs) give me the 118, not the minus 18. We had the conversation last night with the Big 12 play-by-play guys sitting around a table. Uh, uh, Tony Caridi of West Virginia said to me, he said, you can't complain about both. You can either complain about the heat or you can complain about the cold. But if you're working or broadcasting or whatever, don't complain to me about both. Uh, And I said, well, you live in a cold environment. He goes, yeah, I hate being cold. I'd much rather it be hot. And I'm the same way. I'd rather deal with the heat than the cold. Yeah. But I have family members who are just the opposite. I said, no, I just put on another layer of clothing, don't, you know, I'm not going to do that. Uh, somebody else said the undertaker lives in Spanish Oaks <laughs> off of 71. Uh the rock formations between Arizona and San Diego are worth the drive. They are. I I is something else. Uh Oh, okay. Now I I get it. So he said I was joking about the undertaker when they uh, announced him wrestling saying he's from Death Valley. I get it. There you go. Um, so, anyway, there's a couple of things. Um, uh, we need to do, however, a, a Flex 30 update. So, let's, uh, let's uh, roll in our Flex 30 update
0: uh, for this hour. Flex ATX, for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouthguard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement.
1: Now, we've been continuing with our uh, high school football previews according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine uh, about the teams to watch. And we've done 6A and we've done 5A and yesterday we did 4A. And there aren't many schools in the lower classifications around the greater Austin and central Texas area. However, in Class 3A, uh, you should know in 11-3A Division One in uh, that district, uh, the prediction, and this might have been the easiest prediction to make for them in the entire magazine, they're picking Franklin to win that division. After all, Franklin <laughs> is a defending state champion, and uh, there's no reason to think they won't be one of one In fact, they're the preseason number one. Uh, Lorena is picked second. Cameron, yo. Is third Little River Academy fourth Rockdale, Troy and McGregor uh, finish up their prediction in 11 3A Division One, and in uh, 13 3A D1, Lano is picked to win that district again. Of course, Lano had a landmark season a year ago, 13 and one, state quarterfinalist, and uh, their biggest concern is what's going to happen at quarterback. Uh, Briggs Green will be the guy that will uh, get the opportunity there. Blanco, Marion, Universal City, Randolph, Luling, where they're building the world's largest buckies. By Ooh. the way, it's underway. Um, Ingram, Tom Moore, and San Antonio Cole—the the, the finish there. They're also building one in Hillsboro, I think, too. Yeah, right? yeah, right north, right where. And this is this is such genius on the part of the the Buckies people. They're building it right at the split, so it's probably going to have. Uh, access from both sides of of uh 35w and 35e. I would say you're probably gonna have you're probably gonna have access from both sides of that. Also in 13382 AD two, Lexington picked to win that uh district as uh, they come off uh, going ten and one a year ago. Rogers, Buffalo, Clifton, Elkhart. And Jeff is not here for me to mention it. Florence is picked to finish. Yeah, don't say it too loud. Last. In the district, um, so yeah, yeah. So there it is. They went brand right new, right new coach, brand new coach though. Coach Draper. So we'll uh, we'll wish them the best of luck. All right, there it is. Your Flex Thirty update, and let's uh, roll it back now to our uh, Longhorn Notebook. The
0: Longhorn Notebook,
1: second hour Longhorn Notebook, and just to recap uh, what happened on the uh, baseball front with the draft, the latest uh, word. To come down on that is LeBaron Johnson Jr. (LBJ) announcing that uh, he will return to the University of Texas. And again, uh, LBJ went undrafted. And I know some folks. Are, well, how could that be? How could he? How I, I, how could a guy like that go undrafted? There's several factors that go into it, but one of the factors is that signability thing, and and a lot of the front people out front who who are are contacting these prospects in advance of the draft, are trying to find out how much money they think that they would want as a signing bonus to sign the contract. Now, in the case of both LBJ and Tanner Witt, they were redshirt sophomores. So they really had the extra strength of bargaining power because they have more draft leverage Mm -hmm. than a regular junior would have. So they would have two years of leverage, both after the redshirt sophomore year and after the junior year. So they could pretty much ask for the moon. And while they might not have asked for the, the moon or the earth or the sun or the stars, they might have asked for a planetary body or two. They they were able to request a number. And then it's up to the big league clubs to decide whether they could get to that number. In the case of Tanner Witt. Being drafted by the Baltimore Orioles in the 18th round, they had no intention of getting to that number, but just wanted to draft him in the event that he changed his mind. LBJ went completely undrafted. Both have since announced, LBJ this morning, uh, and Tanner went yesterday that they are going to return to the University of Texas. So uh, assuming Tanner continues his work, comes back completely uh, healthy and ready to roll again, that could be a very dangerous one-two punch. All right, so there is uh, our Longhorn Notebook for this hour. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. If you thought that I forgot about the second hour giveaway of Dave Campbell's Texas football mayor, you're right, I did forget for a little while. (laughs) Did I remember, hey, be caller number five right now, and you'll get that copy. Give away two copies today. So be caller number five, 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 you'll be our second winner of a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Bizarre, Dell Dudley said, Craig, have you been to every town <laughs> in the song I've Been Everywhere? I feel like that should be your theme song. I don't know. I've not been in everyone, but I've been to a lot of... I tell you, we'll play that Johnny Cash song tomorrow, and I'll try to take that uh, into account. Somebody asked, why is the uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine still not at Barnes & Noble? I don't know. Maybe they have a different marketing deal. So... There you go. And somebody else said, how about the shout-out the Midwestern State and the Esla Hotter and Hell 100? Perfectly describes that city. I grew up in holiday, which is between Wichita Falls and Seymour. Yeah. I like uh, Wichita Falls. I've gotten to where I liked it when I have taken my son up there and helped him move an apartment and stuff like that. All right. We're out of time for today. We're we'll back tomorrow. Going to shed a little light on the figurative second half of the Major League Baseball season since it resumes tomorrow. Thanks to Ty Harrington joining us in the program, David Yeomans as well. Uh, for our man behind the glass, our producer, Cameron Parker, I'm Craig Way. Stay tuned, Chad Hastings, and also Isaiah Collier. Chad and Say coming up next, we'll visit with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, right here on Light to Tower.